Hello guys, welcome back to the Talk Crystal Palace podcast. My name is Ollie, aka at TalkCPFC on Twitter. Getting the plug in early this time, follow me. Um, it's been a good week, a good week to be a Palace fan. We are through to the uh, effectively last 16 of the FA Cup. Um, Stoke at home, really good draw. Like I know a lot of people would have liked a nice away day, you know, like Peterborough or Luton uh, that City and Chelsea got. But I said on Twitter, give me a winnable game all day over a nice away day because... You know, we want to get far at the point now in the cup where I don't want to get a nice, fun game. I want to get a game we can win. You know, you beat Stoke, you one game from Wembley. And, you know, a day out to Wembley is the best away day. I'm sorry, it's the, it's the best day in football. Uh, but I'm not getting carried away yet. We've got a long way to go. Um, we were impressive against Hartlepool, I thought. Um, you know, it was just a job done kind of thing. We should have won by more. Um, I thought, obviously, Elise is just an absolute star boy. Again, I know they're only Hartlepool. I know they're in League Two, but his quality is just shining through every single week. Uh, it was a brilliantly taken goal and a fantastic free kick for our opener. Like, the kid is just special, mate. I mean, eight million quid. We're really starting to see, like, what all the hype was about now, I think. Uh, he's better than I ever pictured him to be. And I think, you know, we should enjoy him while he's here because I don't think we, he's, he's going to be here for much longer. Um, another person I want to give a good, good big shout out to, Martin Kelly. I thought Martin Kelly was excellent um, against Hartlepool. Basically didn't put a foot wrong. Again, I know they're only a League 2 opposition, but he looked comfortable on the ball. We defended well. Like He looked like a good backup centre-back, and I think that's all you can really ask for from him um, at, at this stage in his career at Palace. Obviously, it's a shame about Raksaki not getting any minutes. You know, we, we blocked a loan move, reportedly, so he could play in the first team, and that kind of seems like it was the perfect opportunity to do so. Uh, but we didn't for whatever reason, you know, maybe it's for later in the season, who knows? Um, I just hope that doesn't kind of hinder his development, his development too much, but yeah, into the next round of the cup, that's all you can ask for. Yeah. It's another nice draw. Yeah. We've had two pretty easy games in terms of the quality of the opposition, but I don't care. I mean, if we won the FA cup playing league one, league two th- teams, that would not undermine that achievement at all for me. Um, but one thing that, that came out from, from the Hartlepool game is a conversation which, to be honest, I have wanted to have for a while, uh, but it's a bit of a touchy subject, or has been historically amongst Palace fans, um, and that is the the Homesdale Fanatics. Uh, they, you know, they undoubtedly have done a lot for our atmosphere uh, since their, their inception, but recently things have started to kind of come ahead between them, come to a head, sorry, between them and other fans, and it's just something I want to touch upon this episode, kind of, you know, what they bring to us, what they hinder us with, um, and like what what's their future? Because, as I said, a lot of people are talking about them now. I think they're going to have to kind of do something. I, don't, I can't imagine they're going to sit back knowing them, um, and whether that will be like a good something or a bad something kind of remains to be seen. The first thing I'll say is that HF05, since their inception, have done masses for our atmosphere. Like, Obviously, Palace fans are widely regarded now as some of the best in the UK, at least in England. Uh, in my opinion, the best in the Premier League. And that is almost entirely down to them, like whether we like it or not. Obviously, the atmosphere is good-ish without them. But we saw the year that they like went on strike effectively. The atmosphere was dreadful. Like It was so, so bad. Um, and them in the corner was was great. Like They generated real noise, particularly like when... When things are going well, the atmosphere with them is just insane. Like they, they lead things really well. They can get some good cr- crowd chants going, and overall, like the impact they've had on the club has been a hundred percent positive. Like the, the displays are fantastic. Uh, a lot of the chants are brilliant. Obviously, they kind of brought in the "We Love You," which is now by far our most iconic chant. I think. Um, 
And like overall, like, I don't want this to come across as a slanderous podcast because it's not meant to be at all. Um, like I'm not saying HFO5 should stop coming to games and stuff. Like that's ridiculous. I've some people are like calling for their heads, which is just not fair. Um, but like there there are a few very valid criticisms of them, which I think came up a lot against Hartlepool and have come up this season. Um, for example, there was one point uh, with they they started doing like the Poznan when we were like like twenty minutes in or something. I think apparently people in the Arthur Wait Arthur Wait stand started singing "It's All About You, It's All About You," the fanatics is all about you, something like that. Hartlepool fans started taking the mic too, um, and like like to be fair, stuff like that is a bit weird. Like it's 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 kind of just overdoing it a bit, um, in my opinion. And obviously another big con- contentious issue is is other fans starting songs. You know, the big example is the Edward song, uh, which obviously is Celtics originally. Like, of course, I get that. Um, but we like refuse to sing it completely and people try to get it going at the ground and they're just completely shut down. And instead there's some like really just dull, like I don't even know how it goes, like Edward, whoa, kind of thing, which is just like naff. And look, I get why they, I get why they do it. I get that they want to be in control of the atmosphere, but equally, I think there's just some things which in terms of like European ultras culture is not compatible with UK fan culture. What I mean by that is you go to Europe and first of all, you can get a whole stand doing what they're doing, right? That doesn't happen in the UK. It just doesn't. Like, it. I, I don't know why, but, you know, there's so many people, like my dad, for example, goes to Palace. Like, he's in his mid-50s. He doesn't want to spend the whole game, like, jumping up and down. Like, that's just not why he's there. And, like, you know, people might be like, oh, well, they, you might criticise that, but that's just a fact. And there's so many other fans are like that. That is not what British football culture is. Like, my dad has been going to games for like 50 years. That's never happened. He doesn't want to do that. Um, whereas, you know, in Europe, that's really common. Great. And it works over there. And I'm not saying that like them doing that here is wrong. But I also think that like by having that kind of ideology when it comes to fandom, you're automatically excluding people and limiting yourself within the UK, like football fan culture sphere, effectively. You know, obviously a lot of it, a lot of the the, the drumming and the flag and stuff like that, it does work in the UK and it's great. But like you can't just completely ignore football fan culture over here because it is different. Um, And part of that is like the songs themselves. Like, you know, one, one song that's going kind of like around at the moment, really popular is... The Philippe Coutinho one at Villa, um, you know, there was like the Salah and Mane one. There's even the Salah one now at Liverpool. Like they're they're quite imaginative. I think British fan chants are generally quite entertaining. They're like funny. They're the ones that you like kind of do the best. The, the HF have have definitely tried to introduce like a European style to the chants as well. Like era after era, for example, is is sung in Europe, um, but it just doesn't catch on like that's not what kind of gets fans going over here like you know they've been persevering with that song now for like since the start of the season and I've not I've not sang it once I've not seen anyone near me sing it once and I sit two blocks away from them like it just to the point you're like look people aren't aren't catching on with this stop it just leave it like don't try and force it and you know like the Joel Ward one like Joel Ward playing on the right it's, mate, it's rubbish like it's not 
it feels like there's no creativity. Like, and you, you know, you might call me a twat for saying that or whatever, but there isn't. It's just very like samey, samey. Like it's all like SE25, South London, whoa, 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 CPFC, which is all right for every other song. But like when every song they're trying to get going is like that, it's just like, oh. And like, as I said, you put them at Bayern or a PSG or a big European club, that is absolutely fine. But that is just not what football fan culture here is like. There has to be some sort of like welcomeness to songs that aren't like that. And that's part of the problem. If they were welcoming other people starting chants then it's a different story but they're not people sing the Eduard one they shut it down like the Mateta one for example like that's got the potential to be so good but and you know some people will say well but it's not got a second verse but like you know they're our fan group they can they should come up with a second verse and get it going like I don't know it's just this weird thing where it's like they, they it comes across like they're not interested in anyone that isn't them right and I'm not saying that's true, but you automatically alienate fans if you kind of separate yourself. And obviously, the way the, what happened with them moving to Block E, that did like undoubtedly piss a lot of people off. And like the way they got, went about things wasn't good, in my opinion. I also think it's been bad for the noise. I think the Arthur plus their connection generated way more noise than they currently do behind the goal. Uh, like it's, but you know they're never, never going to be able to undo that. The Edward one is, is one thing that's like definitely come up a lot today on Twitter. And Homesdale Road, who I assume are basically HFO5, they've, they've got the same like branding and stuff on their Twitter, tweeted a thread saying, understandably, a lot of opinion around the Celtic Edward tweet. No one is stopping anyone from doing it. May, many not singing because basically it's 100% a Celtic chant and we shouldn't copy it. We should have our own palace one. Granted, I disagree, but I understand that point of view. Like we would be copying it word for word, but I think it's a great chant. So, like, I don't, I don't really care. I don't think I would care that much. Number two, the chant was promoted over and over by a club via social media, even embarrassingly, including audio of Celtic fans singing it. As bad as Brighton having words on the big screen, Palace fans are better than being spoon-fed songs by other clubs. That, I don't think that's true. Like, it really isn't that deep. Like, the Edward thing, first of all, Palace Twitter was loving that at the time. That is why they did it. It's also an iconic chant. And I don't think... It's not like having lyrics on the screen at all, to be honest. Like, I just don't think it's that deep. Um, like, I, I get, I get what they mean. Like, would we? They said we'd get, mo- we'd get mocked for this, or we would mock others for this. Don't know. Would we? I'm not sure we would. Like, I just, I just, I kind of fundamentally disagree with that. They go on to say the alternative could be passing Palace inventing our own and making it massive. That's what our support does best for players. Goodbye, chant. Some quality ideas out there. Make it unique and Palace and you'd have the whole stadium backing it. Granted, the goodbye chant is a good example. That was fantastic. But when was the last time we had a chant like that? Like, even the Elise one, it just lacks imagination. It's just Yannick Balassi's song. Like, off the top of my head, like, oh, Christian Benteke, generic. Does Jordan Ayew even have one? I don't know. I can't remember if he does. No, sorry, Jordan Ayew. I haven't heard anything about Eze. Uh, Conor Gallagher, generics one. Lucas one is like pretty basic as well. Like it's not like we've got a plethora of amazing chants. The last one that was good was it was Wan Bissaka, and then there was also Townsend chant, which was copied word for word from another team. So I just don't really understand what this whole it needs to be like a personal and unique thing comes from. Like football fans. It's, it's very hard to come up with a unique chant. And I don't think anyone blames other fans for for stealing the odd thing now and then. Like, granted, we set, we kind of take the mickey out of fans singing We Love You, but 
that's because it's like a very Palace song. Like, it's it's iconic to us. We sing it after every goal. Like, I'm sure fan, other fans have done, like, CPFC tune, for example, and, like, We're the Boys from whatever. That's fine. Like, I don't care about that. I just think if you start obsessing about having an, an original chant and you kind of give it the power that to, to fans who have a European view on how football fandom should be, you're just going to get the samey ones, which are just monotonous, repetitive, no humour within it. And, you know, that's not fun for other fans. It just, it just unfortunately isn't. And that's just the way it is, as I said, in the UK. I would be interested to know what the, like, if, if you're of the opinion that we should come up with our own chant, why are you so against, like, taking someone else's? I, I kind of don't really, I can't wrap my head around that, especially if a chant is good. And also, like, let it be known, it's never been sung in the sung in the Premier League before. I think that would make a difference if, like, you know, we bought him from West Ham or we bought him from Leicester and we stole the chant word for word. But we've ne- we're not going to play Celtic anytime soon. Like, it's a new thing over here, which I was really excited about. A lot of Palace fans are excited about. And I just think you've got to read the room. Like, yeah, okay, if you don't like the chant, then you don't like the chant. But if everyone in the stadium wants to sing it, then who are you to, like, refuse to? You know, I've heard, I, I'm not going to, like, say this is 100% true because it's, I've never seen it personally. I've heard, like, rumours of them telling people to, like, go away politely. Uh, well, not so politely. When they try and start the Edouard chant amongst others. It's just like, what's... That's just stupid. Like, why is any fan group more entitled to start chants than others? I just don't really think that's fair. As I said, I don't know what the future of, of the Fanatics are. I think, obviously, they'll continue doing their thing. But I don't think that, like, they can keep on shunning other fans like this. I think all that's going to happen is they're just going to annoy people. And But equally, you know, I've been to away days before where they're not there. And the atmosphere is nowhere near as good a lot of the time. It, it, it's a difficult one. I just think there needs to be some sort of, like, agreement there. Like, I think other fans from outside the HF need to appreciate that what they've done to our atmosphere has made us, like, known nationally for our fans. And that can't be understated. However, the HF need to appreciate that, you know, that group of, whatever, a few hundred of them, the Palace fans are not just them. And that... You know, like a, a style of European chant is fun sometimes um, when done right. But if your fans aren't buying into it, then it's it's like even worse. That's the thing. If you've got a small group of fans singing a funny song, then it's still funny. But if you've but if you've got a small group of fans doing European like ones, it just looks like kind of naff. And that's I think that's kind of what we're falling into now. Like fans are just bored of the same style of chant. I like, you know, I said era after era is like almost an epitome of that. I actually think that's kind of started this whole thing. Like that, I just, I cannot get behind that. And it annoys me that they sing that more than any other because it's it comes across as like shoving it down your throat and like, this is going to be sung now. What are you going to do about it? Rather than, you know, ones like the, you know, who's that team we call the Palace, ones like that, which have just been kind of fading away, replaced by these newer ones, like the Joel Ward one and that. And, you know, you just know that, you know, if... Anderson was to get a chant or Mitchell was to get a chant it just wouldn't be imaginative like and and that's kind of a shame look I saw someone earlier on Twitter say that like I think it was Chris actually if he's listening probably not saying that people get together to start chants before and after games because they don't get a say in it during the game like that's not on and hopefully they listen Uh, I don't know whether they will or not obviously they have a lot of power Uh, realistically if they didn't listen nothing would change so We'll see, but um, 
it's it's like I, I don't want to take sides. I, I think you know HF. I, I kind of understand why they back themselves so much. They have been massive, but Palace are a family. Like we're a whole family. We're not just about them. To quote the Arthur Way, like it needs to go beyond them. Um, anyway, thank you very much for listening. Uh, it's only been a short one today, but just sort of wanted to talk about. If you have your own thoughts on this, then do tweet me at TalkCPFC. Um, I'm sure more stuff will kind of be banded around about this topic in the future, but that's just kind of my take on it. Um, yeah, it's just it's something I've actually thought for a while. Like, I, I, I mean, I deleted loads of my old tweets the other day, but one of them, I did, I've said before that I, I fear that they were doing more bad for our atmosphere than our good. Whilst that was probably harsh, the sentiment is still like semi true. And I think people are starting to catch on to that now. Um, but yeah, follow me on Spotify. If you don't already Google podcasts, Apple podcasts, all of that good stuff. Um, and yeah, have a good week. Uh, Norwich tomorrow. I'm sure that I'll be, well, Norwich. Yeah. Norwich tomorrow. Sorry. Just checking when, what day is today? Norwich tomorrow. Um, I'm sure I'll release a podcast about that later in the week uh, as well, ahead of a busy schedule for Palace, uh, where Elise Gallagher and Edward will be straight in my FPL team. Um, Have a good week, everyone, and I'll catch you guys on the next podcast.